1 Samuel. And I want to start in chapter 1. This little lady I'm going to talk about this morning was the inspiration for the naming of our last daughter, Hannah. Amen. Uh, chapter 1. You know, there's a couple of women in the Bible that stick out. I mean, godly women. We think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. We can think about Ruth. Remember Ruth? She left the Moabite kingdom and she gave her heart to Christ. Another one was uh, the harlot, Rahab. Rahab was a harlot, but she gave her life to Jesus. And I say Jesus, the Jewish faith at the time, but it was the shadow of Christ. Great women. Great women of the Bible. And this is one of them. Amen. I, I want to try to share a story with you. Praise God. This lady inspired me the other a couple of days ago. I've always saw Hannah as a as a woman, woman of faith. And a woman that sought an answer from God. Come on, Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? She, she had a husband, and his name was Elka. Let me read the story, and I want to just kind of go a little bit over this for a minute. Uh, I, want to, I want to start about in, let's start in verse 1, chapter 1. Now, there was a certain man of Ramelin, of Ziphram, the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah. Now, I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. But the son of Joram, the son of Elu, the son of Tuhu. <laughs> I'll tell you what, book's right. Thank God for landing, hallelujah. <laughs> the son of Ziph, or Zerf, the Ephraimite. And he had two wives. He had two wives. How am I going to say it? Right, yeah, I will. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. That's why you can't have two wives. Right, Lord? <laughs> no, that's not what he means. <laughs> I thought about that, you know, when, when I read that. I said, man, that's his problem. <laughs> no, but he, he seemed to, back then the custom was, the way it was set up back then, men would take up two wives. I don't think the Bible agreed with that. I don't think the Holy Spirit agreed with it, but they did it anyhow. But Elkah, he had this wife called and you can, you're going to have to correct my, my reading, Panania, or Panania. And she was, she had given many children. And Panania was fruitful, but Hannah, his second wife, wasn't. Or she might have been his first wife. But anyway, I believe, if you read the story, that Panania would go about and she would provoke Hannah. See, back then to have children was honorable, but Hannah didn't have that. And she probably went on, I got 10 children for him. You ain't got none. Probably provoking her to anger, provoking her to hurt her. Just, 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 you ever had somebody like that just, just out to hurt people? And she went about trying to discourage Hannah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy. And Hannah was hurt. Hannah said, Lord, what's wrong with me? I pray. I, I go to church. I, you know, I do all of these things. I don't have a child. And they would go every year to visit. They'd go every year to the, to the, to the temple. And 
See, a husband did, wasn't required to bring his wife. See, they didn't have to go, but Hannah would go. Why would she go? Why are you here this morning? To get an answer from God. Come on, somebody. And Hannah went every year to present herself before the Lord. And Hannah would ask the Lord, I'm going to go here and I'm going to start in verse 4. And whenever the time of, for Elkanah to make a, an offering, otherwise he'd go, he'd go to, the, uh, to the temple, he would give a portion to Panur, his wife, and all her sons. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. Well, I thought the other one was more fruitful. But he gave a double portion for Hannah because he loved Hannah more. Now, people say, well, didn't he love the other wife? I, I don't know. Maybe he did. But he loved Hannah more. So I can tell you. And when he went, he offered, he offered a double portion for her. And Hannah was quite a woman. <laughs> I'm going to share some stuff with you. If half of us would have the heart of Hannah, we'd go a long way. Because Hannah was persistent. Come on, Holy Ghost. I have a little Hannah, and that little thing, man, listen, she'll do anything. Don't tell her she can't do it. That's, you know, maybe that she picked that up from her name. Because since she's a small baby, before she could talk, I said, Hannah, don't do that. I can do it, Daddy. <laughs> And I watched her grow. And, I, and listen, I watched her grow, and, and she was still like that. I could do it. Now she's a police officer, a medic, and I don't know what else. Because she's, she's made her mind up. I'm going to do it. Come on, somebody. And we look at that, and we say, well, persistence is the tool to get to God. Listen, if you want something bad enough, you understand what I'm saying? I said, if you want something bad enough, you're going to go all the way. And as much as it takes, it could take a week, a year, a month, whatever year it persists in, whatever time it takes, you keep seeking God for it. Hannah was desperate at this time. She had the other wife making fun of her. She was, God was enhancing her. She didn't see what, what, when it's going to happen. She sought God for years for a, a child, a man child. To, and come on, somebody. And it never happened. But watch. I want you to stay with this story this morning before we leave. I want to share a song after we finish. Don't ever think your prayer is void. Because prayer is the most powerful thing that you can use against the enemy. Listen, we have an attitude about prayer. Is, listen, I talk a lot about prayer because I know if you're not praying, you're not going to make it. I'm telling you right now, I encourage prayer. I pray. I encourage reading the word, coming to church, because I do it. And I know it made a difference in my life. I know there's times where I, I was bad off, seriously, as a Christian. I was hurting a lot of times when I knew that if I wouldn't have had God's people praying, if I wouldn't have been praying, if I wouldn't have been persistent and, and drawing closer, I wouldn't have overcame. It wouldn't have happened. Can you, are you hearing me this morning? If you want something from God, it might not have take, it might take more than a week. It might take a constant life of seeking him for it. And Hannah, let me verse 6, I'm going to start to read. 
And her rival, and that means the other wife. That's the rival. The, her rival also provoked her. Provoked. Provoked. <laughs> and I mean that in New King James. Provoked her severely to make her miserable. She constantly went, uh-huh, I, I got children for him, and you don't. He's going to love me more because I got more children than you. you. You can't give him none. And constantly she stayed in her face, provoking her. Listen, when you get around a person, get away from them. When they start bragging how they are and how, how great they are and what they've done, leave them. Get away from them because they're not worth it. Because God doesn't want us. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how more spiritual I am than you. I got spiritual problems. I got things if I don't settle in my own heart. And it's only to bring my faith stronger in Christ. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? Must hit a nerve, but you <laughs> If I don't persist in finding out what's the deal, to use modern vernacular, if I don't find out what's, what's causing the problem, and I just stay there and stay there and drown in my misery and drown in my, my regret and drown in my sorrow and drown in my... Listen, I won't make it. And the devil's going to make sure he has somebody in your face. Come on. Uh-uh. Saying, yeah. You, you. Come on. <laughs> They're going to make you feel real spiritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> Make you feel like there's no hope in you. Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! Somebody say amen or ouch or something, hallelujah. <laughs> Don't let it happen. You know why? Because your relationship with God is way too important to let man or woman drag you down. You have to persist in seeking God. Because he's the only one that's going to bring the answer. Come on, Jesus. He's the only one that's going to break the chains. He's the only one that's going to set you free. That's the kind of God I serve. Don't quit. Don't give up. When, when somebody says, you can't say, I can. I can do it. Somebody say, you ain't, you ain't going to make it. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Ghost. You, you, you can't go with that. You, you ain't going to make it all the way. I'm going to make it all the way. I don't care what the hell you say. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. I'm going to get in glory one day. I'm going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> Welcome into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. I made it. Even though so-and-so didn't think I would. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. This devil was provoking her. This shouldn't have been. This was provoking her. But Hannah got serious with God. Come on, somebody. And I said, I ain't going to pay attention to her no more. I'm going straight to the throne. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm going straight to God. I'm going to get an answer from him. Hallelujah. Listen, when you feel depressed and down out, don't give up. Your answer's not coming in people. Your answer don't come in a wife or a husband or children. It comes in the Lord. A family member or something, it's in the Lord. You got to get the answer from God. 
Hannah, in verses, uh, verse 8, then Elkanah, her husband, said, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you weep? You, sometimes you don't know what a person is going through. Honestly. You don't know what a person is dealing with. So don't go to him and say, well, if you stop robbing God, come on, that's heartless, man. You, you, you go, you do this and do this more. You don't know what that person's going through. We don't see the, if we only could see the heart of each other. A lot of times we could only see expression on our faith and we can see the hurt, okay? But you don't know what a person is going through. And there's, there's a, her husband, Hannah, why are you weeping? And I like the next. <laughs> so why are you doing, why don't you eat? And why is your heart grieved? If I ask you a question this morning and you're feeling grief, why is your heart grieved this morning? He said, am I not better than 10 sons? Come on, Holy <laughs> It's like telling Sister Janice, don't worry about having no, am I better, am I better than 10 children? I'm not. <laughs> you, that, that, that wasn't the answer Hannah needed. Hannah didn't need us to hear about his arrogance. <laughs> I'm better than 10 sons. At least I don't murder nobody, kill nobody. I'm better than sister, brother, and so whatever. We've all come short of the glory of God. <laughs> Am I not better than you, to you than ten sons? Now, let me kind of put the story together. Hannah's gone, and she's grieving for a son. And she has this, this hateful second wife of her husband provoking her. And we don't know what's churning in her heart. So I can only read the story. It just says she was grieved, right? And she's, she's hurting inside. There's something inside. It might not be for a child. People might be dealing with something else. could be a lot of things, okay? But it's something that's deep. And it's something that's dear and something that they want from God, right? And Hannah is going through this story. She's going through this stuff, and, and she's facing the, the troubles, and she's facing the heartaches. And she's, she, I don't know how old she was at that time. She said, I'm getting old. I don't know if I better have a child. I don't know. They don't say that. But things, you know, work up to that. What, she's, what is she dealing with? How hard is this for her? You ever ask God, said, I want something. I want it right now. Well, see, Okay. <laughs> How bad do you want it? <laughs> bad. I want it bad. I want it now. I'm, I'm tired of feeling depressed. I'm tired of feeling defeated. I'm tired of feeling like I'm in a pit all the time. I want it now. Don't you know that's what God wants you to do? Be persistent. God, I want it now. Now, a lot of people misuse those verses. God's it right now, and sometimes it ain't right now. Sometimes it's a little while, right? Sometimes it takes, but it, it's there. Whatever you plant in the ears of God by faith, it's, it's, it's stained on the hand of God and on the heart of God. Think about that. Because faith is that powerful. Come on, somebody. I said faith is that powerful. When God hears you, your prayer in faith, it settles it. It settles it. It's, 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 it's in the ears of God. It's in the heart of God. And anything that gets in the heart of God by faith will be answered. As long as it's in the will of God. Right? 
She wanted a child. There's nothing wrong with that. That was in the will of God. You want a healing? There's nothing wrong with that. That's in the will of God. You want victory in your life? There's things that you want to overcome? It's in the will of God to do those things. But she's at a pitiful state where she's, she's miserable, right? She's down and out. She doesn't know where to go now. But now she's got an answer, okay? And I want to read verse 10. When it says, well, let me read verse 9. Hannah arose after that. They had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. That's where the, 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 the tabernacle was. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Now she was there at the, at the tabernacle. She was weeping, right? She's crying out to God in bitterness. How many of you ever done that? <laughs> I mean, just, oh, God, please, God, please, God, please. Oh, God, crying out from the bottom of the pits of your heart, man, just, just, just in bitterness and crying out. Wanting, and she just lay, she's just, I don't know, she's on her face, and she's just sitting there or laying there, and she's saying, her lips are moving, but she's not making any words out. And old Eli, the, the, the priest, looked at her, said, man, what are you doing here, drunk? Watch. He thought she was drunk. And she was in verse uh, 10, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Bitterness. She was in anguish. Then she made a vow. Listen to this. We have, today we use the word dedication, right? When a, a person is bringing a baby, after it's born, the parents bring, they dedicate the baby. Now, I'm sorry to say most Christian churches have made it as bad as the Catholic church. Because they don't understand what dedication means. For us as believers, when a child is brought up and we dedicate them, it's dedicating that baby to God's service. And you as a parent are responsible to make sure that child is raised according to God's word. But Christians get together and they, they, they do the same thing the Catholic Church is doing. They, they have a little ceremony and they have a little, pretty little baby in, in white and, they, and they, they dedicate him to the Lord. But how, do you know how serious that is? Because you are committed to raise that child. To bring that child in the admonition of the Lord. And everybody leaves and they think, well, cute, how's this pretty little baby? Nice little dedication. Don't think there was a vow made there. Hannah made a vow, watch. You know what a vow is? Something that can't be broken. The only one that could break a vow, if, if Janice would make a vow to the Lord, and I felt that it was irrational. She made something she couldn't do, right? Chucky could, as a husband, void that vow because he was the head, and she felt that it was one that you couldn't keep. The vow was, you know, it's impossible. You make vows, you better think about that. Because when a vow is made, that's a serious thing. And it goes on. And I got a time to get in all the vow business, but it says, in vow, a vow said, Lord of hosts, and this is Hannah, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget my, your maidservant, he says, but I will give, but will give your maidservant a man child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Did, did you hear that? 
Do you think people that come to dedicate babies today really consider that vow that she made? I'm going to give that, man, that child to you for the rest of his life. Now, I know most of us, we raise our children. Most of them dedicated to baby, that's great. And we don't bring it to the church and give the church to the pastor, the baby to the pastor, and the baby served like Samuel did. But Samuel stayed at, 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 at the temple, or he stayed there for the rest of, you know, till he was old enough that God started using him and prophesying. But she brought this baby to the priest. Well, let me, let me go ahead of myself. Let me not go ahead of myself. She dedicates this baby. She says, I'm going to give it for, to the rest of his life. And it happened. And she continued praying before the Lord, verse 12, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. She was hurting. It could have been a sound that, you know, we make sometimes. I've done it already. I've been praying, oh, Lord, oh, God, you ever done that? A groaning in your spirit. Just a hurt, just a groaning, a moaning. You know, something deep inside of your heart where you, you're crying out for God and you know, no words are coming out, but in your spirit there's a hurt, a bitterness. I've done it already. I've done it. And this is what's happening to Hannah. And he says, therefore Eli thought that she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your, put your wine away from you. And Hannah said to her, and this is, my, this is, this is the, really the strength of my sermon. No, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. My God. <laughs> I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink. But I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Uh, the verse there stuck in my spirit. I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Come on, have, listen, have you ever gotten to the place where you just whole bowels and being just pouring out to God? I've poured out my Soul before the Lord. Ben, Hannah wanted a child. Hannah wanted a child for her husband. But it wasn't necessarily for her husband anymore because she had gave the child back to God. I have poured out my soul. My sorrow, my, my, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. But I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your... Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint, my complaint. I want you to that little word. I do a lot of complaining before God. You ever cry, God, how long? How long will this continue? How long will I have to endure this? How long will my spirit have to be sorrowful? How long? And he goes on, he says this. Then Eli answered. And remember, Eli was backslidden at this time. Eli had these, his two sons called Hophnis and Phinehas. Do you know what their names mean? Weakly and puny. Go study the Hebrew. 
These were the two high priests with Eli, their father. And they were committing hordism in the temple. They were doing wicked things. And Eli, on time he approached, why have you done this? He should have put their butt out, so to speak, and put them in a place where they needed to be. But he didn't. He let them stay. They were my sons. They were my family. I sure can't throw my families out of the temple. My sons. But these two sons caused, caused damnation to Israel. But anyway, I don't want to get into them. That's another message. But Eli gave a word to Hannah. Go in peace. The God of Israel will grant your petition, which you have asked him. Well, that's a good one, huh? Today, if you're struggling, I say, if you believe God, go in peace. Because the God of petition will give you your answer. He, she was so confident of that word. She was so sure in it. And she walked, got up. She ate and she drank and she went. Guess what happened? She conceived the baby. And after she weaned the baby, I'm going to make a long story short, three years at least before you would take a baby off the mama, off the breast. The Jewish children did it for three, at least two to three years before the children would stop. And the minute that baby was born, she said, I, I, I think I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to give it to God. I'm, I'm, I'll keep it for myself. No, no, she didn't, Lord. She got up immediately. See, her husband could have stopped her because he could have felt that she was making a rash decision, a rash vow, but he didn't stop her. See, most people don't realize there's a, there's a part in the, uh, in, in, in the law where you, if a, a, some, a wife or makes a, 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 a vow that was rash or couldn't perform it, then the husband could void it. Yeah. But old Ilkanar, he didn't, he didn't void it. He let it go through. And thank God. Because Samuel was born, she brought this child to the Lord and dedicated him to God and gave him to God. So next time you see a dedication take place, do you know you're giving that baby back to God? You're giving that child in service unto the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, y'all. There's a lot of children that used to sit in this very church that are not serving God today. And a lot of them were dedicated in this building. Because I think a lot of times we got into a religious spirit and thought, see, I'm not perfect. Please don't believe. We have problems with our children like anybody else. But there's not a time that we didn't tell them, listen, you sin, you sin against God. I shared stuff with them. I have two of my sons are preaching right now, Boogie and Isaac. My two daughters, I'm still praying. My younger one, she's having problems with her marriage right now. I pray for her. Then my older one, she ain't serving God, but she will be. You hear what I'm saying? They're coming to the Lord. I don't care what. Listen, if I give up, they'll give up. Listen, I'm not. I'm not as, as, as a believer, I have the responsibility to keep up the word of God and land his life. So when they're going to come back to God, they're going to come to mom and daddy and say, we want to make it right. It happened already. And I've made some failures. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not glorifying my victories. I've failed many times. But I'm learning every day. I don't want to make excuses for failing or sinning. If I've Failed God, I got to come to him with a bitter spirit. 
I got to come to him with a broken spirit. It says it in, in the book of Psalms. A broken and a contrite spirit God will not despise. But we have to be fervent in prayer. Prayer has to be, has to be something that we know is the lifeline to God. Not going to get an answer because somebody says so. You get an answer because God says so. As a believer, you have to know that the word says God promises victory to his children. True believers that live in Christ. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through bitterness. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through grief. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through sorrow. Hannah was a fine woman of God. Look, she went through all of it. I'm going to tell you something. And I told you, I mean, book talk about life. Don't ever let a man or a woman decide your fate. Don't ever let somebody come determine how you're going to believe. If this book says it, that's what I believe. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say that again. If this book says it, that's what I believe. Well, yeah. I had one of my cousins. He'd been married five times, claimed to be a pastor one time. I wouldn't send my dog to his church. Come on. He said, yeah, but Lenny. You know, we're talking about healing. He says, you know, God sends doctors. And I'm not against doctors. I said, and he was trying to debunk miracles. He said, God don't heal today. I looked at him. I said, man, I said, if you would have told me that before I read this book, I would have believed you. <laughs> but I've done read the back of the book. <laughs> My Bible says God's a healer. I just went through a healing a couple of days ago. I saw something happen in my body. I needed a healing, and it happened. I had a bump on my back, which just kept leaking out. A couple of days ago, me and Jessica, a big old, and I don't get, it was a, a, like a, a vein that come out of, out of it, a, a white heart. It was, that was what it was. God pulled it out of my back. I don't have it no more. No bump. Perfect healing. And then you get worried. You think, well, what is that? But God healed me. And I had to see it. Jenna saw it. Me, we both saw it. But I could have believed like my, my cousin says, well, God don't heal today. And I'm not knocking doctors. Please don't even, even think that. I think doctors do good work. But I know one a better, a better doctor. <laughs> I know one, one that intervenes when the doctors can't do anything. <laughs> Come on, somebody. When you feel that, that life is giving you a hard time and men don't have the answer, go to God. Hallelujah. He has the answer. God is a, a, mead, a need meter. Did I say that right? How's that song y'all say? Waymaker? <laughs> need meter? <laughs> Waymaker, okay. <laughs> He'll make a way. Go in peace, he told Hannah. In verse 18, and she said, let your, man, your maidservant, talking about herself, find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. <laughs> when God gives a word, boy, it lifts me up. Hmm? When God gives a word and says, it's all right, son, I got it. Hmm? It's all right, daughter. I got it. You trust me. I've seen things happen, y'all, seriously. If I sit there and tell you some stories, God never failed me once. 
I'm not lying. I'm not, I can't think of one incident where God ever failed me. I failed him. When things got rough, I failed him. When things didn't want to go right, I failed him. But as for him, doing what he said he would do, Lord, not once. Not once. Listen, we, have, we did our taxes yesterday. I had a chance to minister to the lady. You know who she is, Yvette. And uh, she was talking about her mom or dad had passed away. And they were they hard Catholics. She told me herself, and Janice and both of us, she said, I don't believe all the, I don't believe all what the Catholic Church teaches because my mom and my daddy were Catholic. That's why I hold on to it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on, somebody. If mom and daddy didn't know Jesus and they had their crying out, send somebody to tell her. And we sat down and talked to her. And then I grabbed her by the hand and prayed with her. I could feel the Holy Ghost in that place. I could feel it. And ask God to guide him to lead her. Show her. I really believe she knows that the Catholic Church is not the way. But because mom and daddy done it, and she loves her mom and daddy with all her heart. She thinks that she has to do it that way. No, you don't. If Hannah would have listened to the second wife, She'd have never got an answer from God. I'm going to say that one more time. If Hannah would have listened to the second wife and let her depress, bring her out of, out of favor with God, she would have never got her answer. Close your Bible. It ain't long today. But I want to sing, though. Somebody see there's power in prayer. I love this old song. And I, I could sing it over. This morning I was... Uh, I, got, I, got, I can deal with this one, Lord. All right. I'll do with that one. If it picks it up, that's good. I was, I was listening to this song this morning before I was going to sing it, and I was weeping. I was so, I was so broken. I said, God, who are, who's like unto you? You know, who can do what you can't do? And I know my answers are in, in prayer. Listen, if you're struggling today, get on your knees somewhere. And you remember I've been saying it. I see Jesus. <laughs> Steve, like I said, I, I, that's in my spirit for months. I, I, God gave me a word about Stephen when he's being stoned. It was stoning him. He said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. <laughs> I started praying like that. I said, I said Lord, I see Jesus. My God, when I'm going through something, I see Jesus. Jesus will deliver you. Jesus will heal you. Jesus will give you the faith to go forward with him. It's untractably, Lord. You can put it on. I want to ask you to stand up a minute if you can. And I want you to lift your hands. If you got something from the Lord you need, ask him. If you can, just lift your hands. Somewhere, somebody is praying tonight for a loved one who's wandered away from the light. 
faith reaches heaven and God is aware he's forever changing every moment in prayer oh there's power in prayer yes Lord power to spare all that you ever need is waiting right there a few words a little child's faith and goodbye despair oh there's power so much power power in prayer we love you lord we praise you jesus hallelujah we give you glory and praise and worship, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Death holds the body and it's bearing the pain. The doctors have tried. Oh, but hope is in vain. But wait. Someone's praying in the midst of the blue. All at once, that great physician <laughs> just came in the room. Oh, there's power in prayer, power to spare all that you ever need is waiting right there a few words a little child's faith goodbye despair oh there's power so much power there's power in prayer amen god is good god is good god is good amen remember that always praise god there is power in prayer. If you want things to change, there's power in prayer. If you want your life to go forward and you want deliverance, you want blessings in your life, you want God to move in your life, there's power in prayer. Believe me, it works. It works. I've been in it a million times, praise God. If God wouldn't have been there, I'd be dead. You hear what I said? I'd have been defeated. But when, when I got on my knees and said, God, I can't do it by myself. God, I have no power to overcome this. It's in faith, in prayer, the power of prayer, praise God. I don't know about you, but that does something to me, praise God. How many want victory in your life? Go to God. <laughs> How many want answered prayer? Go to God. Don't give up. Go to God. Pray till you die. <laughs> It'll be answered. I'm sure you, I'm 100% sure. Don't ever give up. Put it, God got the best banking system in the world. He gives a good return. Never fails. Never. I've never failed me once. Not once. He never failed me once. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I just thank you for your word. I just thank you that, Jesus, you are our, our answer. You are the one making a way for us. Lord, I thank you as we leave this building. We remember Hannah, Lord God. She was grieved. She was broken. She was of a sorrowful woman, of a sorrowful spirit. You heard her prayers. She got what she wanted. 
and she glorified you. 